to the Generations Millennial Podcast here with Keith and Vinny. I'm Vinny. That's Keith. Hey, what's up? I did the intro this time because you were that yawning. That was weird. Yeah, I was yawning. I was stretching <laughs> too. It's like, you know, I get I, I have to get up early to get the kids out of the house. Then I get back and I'm like, oh, now I can relax for a minute <laughs> because trying to get two little kids out of the house in the morning can be the most stressful part of my day. That's not bad, though. That's a good thing, I guess, right? If that's know, the most stressful like, part of your day. That's... It's like, put your sneakers on five minutes later. Where are your sneakers? <laughs> Well, I was helping yeah. my brother do this. I'm like, yeah, but I asked you to ah, just focus on the task. Yeah, you know, I hear kids can be very rewarding, but they can be. Oh, they, <laughs> no, I, again, it's a, it, the thing that all parents say. Look, I love my kids, but but <laughs> there's always a but. <laughs> there's those times where I just you know could could do without them for five minutes or just have them listen. I think Monday night, my uh, so I was playing. Uh, Espergenesis, which is basically state, space D&D online with my friends. I, I haven't played for a couple weeks, so I was playing. And all of a sudden, like, before the game even starts, you hear yelling in the other room. My wife is yelling at the kids. And so my friend's like, what did you do to your kids? I'm like, oh, nothing. We just fed them dinner. And they just didn't want, eat, they didn't want to eat the dinner we gave them, you know, because you know, uh... we're, try, we're, we're, we're trying to get them. And it's, you know, you don't want them eating just picky? mouth. Oh, are they picky eaters yeah well it's it's i'm i think the world is getting back at me <laughs> uh you were a picky eater gotcha i was although i had dietary reasons maybe it's, maybe it's genetic well uh i don't know but it's just like it's always frustrating when you feed them things that you've they've eaten before and then you, you know they like like you've eaten meatloaf a hundred times why aren't you eating it this time just not in the mood for it it's just like but then i give my uh, give them pasta and like the plate is gone in like five seconds they love pasta so it doesn't like carbs <laughs> right it's just carbs cheap carbs just get all those carbs in you you'd be great that american italian cuisine of pasta because i i don't i refuse to call it real italian because it's not really italian food it's a whole other thing everything we think about as italian food in america is really was created in the slums of new york by italian immigrants because it was cheap food that they can eat like oh well yeah i guess you know like chicken parmesan didn't appear in italy before it appeared in america because this it wasn't until you came to america and chicken was cheap to get that you can make chicken parmesan and and pasta became a staple because pasta is just so cheap and plentiful i mean yeah there is a lot of pasta in italy but it became a real staple in america because we got plenty of wheat to make it with too so yeah it could fill the belly on a on a very uh low income budget i mean america is really good at like bastardizing other people's cultures oh you know are you you're trying to talk about chinese food (laughs) yeah i mean basically every kind of cuisine we have here in america has been bastardized (laughs) to some level right uh mexican food um you know (laughs) taco bell yeah, I love people who argue well, Taco Bell is not real Mexican food. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, but it's still so good. Like, I'm not. I gonna, mean, I'm not going to say it's bad. Like, the, you know, the way we make tacos aren't the way the Mexicans make tacos, but they're still they're still good. No, I I don't like tacos. And then I went to visit my friend in San Antonio. He said, "Here, come to this one taco truck." I was like, "Oh, this is what tacos are supposed to be like." Oh yeah, like this when, is delicious. Yeah. And like, because like, like nice, the nice tortilla it, and like, there's not tons of cheese on it. And there was no cheese on it. It was just, yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. it was just like chicken and a, you know, a little vegetable and some a cilantro juice, and a little, a little bit lime, of yeah, a little cilantro. And I was like, oh, these are, oh, 
this is what tacos these are, are. Yeah, these are really good. Yeah, like, it was oh. like it was like a soft tortilla shell. Yeah, we had a we had a good Mexican place here that that isn't open anymore. They do they they opened a food truck, but it's called El Zazante. If anyone's ever in Kingston, New York, uh, you know, look look for the food truck. But um, yeah, they had the best chorizo tacos like I've ever had, and they still ever had because they were just so good. But anyway. I'm sure this is thrilling for the people. Yeah, right. Like, Let's talk about our kids and our diets, you know. Anyways, but it is 12 degrees outside. It is cold. It is. It is brick cold outside. It is winter. So, like, yeah. this, Actually, this has been the coldest it's been all winter. I think so. We got. We've gotten pretty lucky so far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a topic that we didn't even talk about beforehand, right? Because this this goes back to something else we talked about a while ago, and it is it is about transgender issues, and it's only because I just was reading a Facebook thread that made my made me hurt a little bit on the inside. So it, it the the catalyst of the thread was someone posted an article of uh, female high school athletes starting a petition to you know not allow transgender athletes to compete with them, and. I know it's a really, for me, it, it, even it's, it's not a clear, there's no clear cut answer of what's like the definitive right and wrong thing to do. It's like, I think inclusion is very important. And I, and I understand there are, it's like, I understand a lot of different parts of the view, but the, the thread got to this, like um, one person's like, was like, I'm going to report this. Cause this is like, basically like bullying. This article is bullying. You know, it's, this is the reason why so many transgender adolescents commit suicide because you're targeting them and you're not allowing them to, to participate in the greater world because you're going to exclude them from being uh allowing them to do what they identify you know they they, they say they're female they want to be female they are female but you're not going to let them do female sports right and then so that, just, yeah. then just reading the thread just started making me mad because it was like the back yeah, and forth the comment oh, sections oh and anytime you read into the get into the comment section in a, in a topic like that it, it gets a little scary because then the, the the transphobic comments start coming out and people don't even realize they're being transphobic a lot of the time it's just they don't right. really understand uh sex and gender and they they conflate the two things and i know this has been a big deal in connecticut because um yeah those two girls who were suing yeah this is in connecticut this article track with uh but especially in track uh, track and field, which I don't know if this is specifically what you're talking about, but I know there was a big story in Connecticut a couple of years ago, or yes. maybe last year. Um, but track and field, it doesn't even really matter because their their argument was that they're 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 hindering their chances to get scholarships, which doesn't make any sense to me because mm -hmm. track and field is based on time. <laughs> so as long as your times are qualifying. Right. That's what they should be based on. Whether or not they're winning first place is, is kind of immaterial. Right, because you're but, competing against people. Not that's not even next to you. It's you're competing against people across the country. Yeah, it's, you know. If oh, yeah, so this this is the headline. It's uh, the I'm not going to say her name, but the girl's name and two other Connecticut high school girl track athletes. Yeah, this is probably um, the same story. Have sued the Connecticut Inter yeah. Inter yeah Scholastic Athletic Conference to stop boys who claim to be girls. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's 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 right there. That's so that was well, the headline. Well, this is this is on the petition's website. Oh God, yeah, that's wrong. Um, so the so that's just that verbiage right there. Who claim to be girls? So the verbiage to that that right there, I didn't click on it until just now, but like that verbiage to me is very hurtful. Yeah, it's straight up hateful. It's those are that's a hateful comment. Like that should be that should be taken down. Right. And that's why someone reported on Facebook because they're like, this is this is the article. And now that I'm looking at it right here, it's like, um, yeah, that's 
that's an awful thing to say. Yeah. This is, it's, it's simple. And we've talked about this before. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary people are valid. It's that simple. It's not, it's, it's not hard. And it's as someone hard. said in the comment thread, they were like, look, they're, they're like, it's not as black and white as boy and girl. That's not the world. Like there's a lot of nuance and, and like they try to bring that part in the, but the person who posted is like, if, if this ever happens to my girls, when they get older, you better believe I'm going to sign the petition or something. I'm going to raise this thing. I'm like, and part of my head, I'm like, man, I, I hope one of your girls becomes trans or yeah or something like that you're right you're right you're right you're trying it's, to be on the right side of things but this it's is, so hard yeah sometimes it can be and you know but that just comes with with practice and and acknowledging things and and and, and learning and as soon as i and, and as soon as i said it as soon as the yourself, words left my lips i knew what i said and we've talked about this before like that <laughs> that's okay as long as you recognize it right and that's the problem that i think people people have is that people are so quick to jump on people's language when it's misused but as long as they recognize they misused it for a second and correct themselves like that that's a positive thing right and and, and you can't knock that um so so kudos to that but yeah um and this is another issue just and i've been a high school athletic trainer for what, almost 18 years now but even i will say things like we put way too much pressure on our high school athletes it's it, it, sh- it shouldn't be it's, yeah competitiveness is, is great in sports right you need that you need mm-hmm. that but at the same time like because we put so much pressure on things like scholarships um that and that's that's a whole other story to begin with right because all you have all these private clubs and you can talk about access to those and, and how that affects like scholarships in the long run that, that that's a whole other story but they're, they're like, it's supposed to be especially in high school it's supposed to be fun right you're supposed to do this yeah there's a competitive aspect to it but it's supposed to be for fun and when you're fighting over like who gets to compete like that's just ridiculous that's 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 a ridiculous claim like i don't get that i don't understand that at all like why would you be so upset that a transgender female is competing against you it, there's number one they're still a female you play female sports Sports have always been um, delineated by gender, right? This is nothing new. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about it because for me, it's not that it's not that complicated of an issue. It you know, it, it might have been for people in the past, but like I said, you educate yourself about these things, you you, you learn about these things, you start to understand these things. And that's another you know, people don't know a lot of trans people, right? People right. don't know a lot of non-binary non-binary people. Um, well, they don't realize it if they do. But they, they just don't have any exposure to that, a lot of people. Well, I think some people I, – I think more people probably know someone who is trans without knowing that they're trans. That's possible too. You know, I mean, if, if you've been – someone who's been comfortably trans for a decade or more and, like, you know, there's nothing – unless you're adept at knowing, or like, because there's still, you know, Adam's apple is hard to get rid of. It's <laughs> key. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Some people, that's I can, immaterial, though, right? That's, no, but like, like if you if you're right, it is immaterial. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, unless I know somebody, like I can, I, I know people that have been in transition, and then you can. There's obvious signs that when they're in transition, you can tell. But my point you don't, is, it doesn't if, matter, right? If it you, doesn't matter. But I'm saying people might not know that they've been interacting with trans people for a decade because the, one, it's not. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter if they are. And but. Sometimes, all right, 
I'm formulating a thought. It might not come out right. I apologize if it doesn't. I, I think I know. I know what you're trying to say, and it's it's going to say come out. say average <laughs> average Joe person who doesn't know left from right has been interacting with trans person for forever, but they don't know they're trans and they have a negative view of trans people. If they knew that person was trans, would that change? You know, if and then and this is a person they they like, they they think they're a great person, whatever. And if they knew they were trans, would that change their overall worldview of trans people? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't know this hypothetical person. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a weird you know scenario. But my my point, I mean, just thinking like like that, like yeah, it it, it doesn't matter, right? It's like and that was my big thing. We talked about this last time. It was like stop worrying about what genitals people have and it becomes it's such a it's such a simpler topic people, like people are people like that's i mean just let's take it as that people right people are people like doesn't matter what's in their pants it doesn't matter what you know doesn't matter what their genitals are right and um yeah so i mean i don't know what else to say about it right really i mean that's the cut and dry right there it doesn't matter what's in people's pants it's what they say they are because that's who they are. Yes. And we need to respect that. And and there's, you know, even ge- like gender fluid people, right? That's that's yeah. that's, that's whatever. Like if you feel like you're 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 a man or a female, like, and that that can change, right? And that, mm-hmm. that that's not a pro- that's not a problem. But because again, it, gender is just the perception of. I don't even. I guess the perception of sex. Well, it's it also goes into our our idea of we need like as humans we have this need to categorize things, right? Like we we just have to like you know we have to be able to say this is this because you know we need to categorize it, but then we find things like a platypus and we don't know what to do with it because <laughs> you know it, it it crosses too many lines. It doesn't fit neatly into one thing, and that's the thing. We categorize things because it helps us make sense of the world but the world is hard to make sense of. You can't categorize everything. Right. And then when you cut right. When, when something happens that doesn't fit in these little boxes that people get really upset about it. And that's where I'm kind of stepping in and saying, stop getting upset about your boxes, your boxes right. are, it doesn't matter. Right. You, you, we live in the world that we live in. Um, you just, you got to learn how to deal with these things. And, but I mean, there's just so many transphobic people that I don't even know if they even mean to be transphobic. They just have such a, um, misunderstanding of what gender is and how that relates to sex and it, it, like you said it, it, when when those boxes don't don't fit and what they think are the boxes that they should go in people get really upset about it and but well, that's because they are and, and lash out they were raised with boys here girls here boys wear blue girls wear pink there's the girl well, section <laughs> of the store there's the boy section of the store these are the girl toys these are the boy toys and like that's how you know, especially when we were, that's how the toy store was laid out. That's how Toys R Us was laid out. As right, well, I, I tell the story a lot too. Um, you know, I worked at McDonald's growing up um, when I was in high school and a little bit through college. And I remember, and this was probably mid nineties. And, you know, we used to say boy toy or girl toy. Right. Depending on, because they used to do like the Hot Wheels and Barbie. Mattel used to do their Happy Meal toys. Um, and and at, I remember at one point we were told, you can't say that anymore, right? You have to say um, the Barbie or the Hot Wheel because sometimes the girl wants the Hot Wheel and sometimes the boy might want a Barbie. Right. That's fine too. And like that, that's just, that's just gender roles. That has nothing to do with like, you know, trans, but. 
that's just that's just that's just that's just basically gender being like gender roles are becoming an outdated um ideology that's good people have people have a it is great but people are having a hard time adjusting to that because they've been brought up in such a way that these roles are are concrete and a lot of that has to do with religion and we won't get into that because because <laughs> i don't want to offend anybody that's a topic but that yeah because that but that a lot of it and we've talked about this plenty of times that a lot of those ideas come from religion and that's and religion makes it very hard to break out of that right because when it's when it's god's authority how do you speak out against god's authority and we're not going to get fully into it but i'm just going to say also a lot of that comes from a mis mistranslation of the text because yeah. a lot of a lot of or, or, modern day western religion that was based on um you know what was originally jewish scripture has been translated from three through three different languages basically right and usually, and then, by, usually by males I you know by yeah by a patriarch by, by, patriarch right who who had ideologies about keeping that patriarch there's a lot of like weird stuff in the bible about like women's roles and like oh man it was like you know like not talk like not talking in church or like um like even just like in your in, in family life how there how, how those roles are supposed to be mm -hmm. subservient concrete. subservient to the husband um, this is you know this all kind of all relates so you know in the future we're maybe like, you know gender won't be a thing like gender abolitionists is, is you know is 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 an ideology that i can get behind obviously i don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime but when when it does it'll it'll make things a lot easier for a lot of people so yeah i think you know come back in a couple hundred years and take a look at the earth and it's going to be very different you come back in a thousand years if we're still here everyone's going to be some shade of brown so well that's true too right <laughs> and that, that I mean, that's the, you know everything's a social construct right right race is a social construct gender is a social construct oh right um, well race is a construct that was created by um oh i can't think of his name right now but basically it was a scientist who was who created race to justify demeaning slavery. yeah it was it, well it was it, this was created po he was post-slavery but you know they measured the size of the skulls to like justify like yeah, all that, um, you know, wow, I'm even blanking on the the, the, the term, right? Um, <laughs> I can't think of it. It's gonna bother me. Yeah, it's actually stuff we learn. It's even stuff I learned in grad school for just becoming a, t a, a teacher because we want to be aware of this and like what we've done in the past and how bad it was. Right, and bad um, bad science and how science can be manipulated. And, right. And people can be lied to and things like that so remember people science is messy okay science is evolving and that's good well people oh. don't understand what science actually is i think that comes down to um science is discovery and asking science, questions yeah. science is the is the search for truth right it's it has to do with you know, a, you know there's a scientific method right and it, the scientific method I, the, the idea behind that is to do an experiment to yeah i have an idea to come to conclusions and then you have to verify those conclusions. Right. I have an idea about right. something, hypothesis. I'm going to right. create an experiment to test my hypothesis. And then I'm going to see what the conclusion is and see if it verifies my hypothesis. you have to recreate it. And, it has to be, and then it has to be recreatable by others. Right. Ideally, you want peer reviewed by others that can recreate the same test. Uh, so that way you take your own personal biases out of it. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that. People will say like, like oh, because science says this. And it's like, science doesn't say anything. Science is a method. Right. Mm -hmm. so I, I, I get where they're coming from, because like 
that method could tell you something, right? That method could, 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 could prove something true. But science doesn't say things. Science proves, like, it, science is a method. So, so I think, yeah, I think we, I, we got off the way uh, we were oh, talking man. about that a little that's bit. That's fine. That's that's how we work. Speaking of science, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ra- bring science into the next thing. Ready? Ready. Um, so the evolution of our technology in this world, because, you know, using uh, petrol is bad for the environment, as we know. We've, we've, we've come to that conclusion, I believe. <laughs> I think science has Most figured out that that, science uh, says. that using fossil fuels has has led to the increased amount of greenhouse gases and the warming of the planet overall. And in, in recent years, we, we and of course, what's the biggest thing that pollutes in our world is uh, our vehicles. And I was mentioning this in the pre-show. I just read this yesterday. Uh, so GM, I had heard this previously, that GM by 2040 wants to be a completely carbon neutral company. And by 2035 wants to have an entirely electric fleet. Um, which also Volvo, I think a couple of years ago, said they also want to be like completely electric by uh, sooner than that. But I don't remember what it is. But GM is a much bigger company than Volvo is. Because yeah, you, well, you know, you're talking about Buick, uh, uh, Cadillac, Chevrolet. Yeah, well, this even um, goes into, you know, President Biden's initiative to, you know, make the entire, you know, federal fleet and also um, electric based. Right, that just came out. Was that yesterday or the day before? 2030, I believe, was the goal. Right, so that's a huge thing, too. You know, will it be enough is my my big question. Is it going to be too late? Are are we doomed? Wait and see. Well, I, I, I think I don't want to take the doom and gloom. Like if we don't do it now, because you know, for one thing, it's it'd be impossible for us to change everything over at this point. Boom. Like will it, right yeah, now. It, will it be no, enough it, either? That's that's a big that's a big thing. Will it be enough? Probably, no, but it's a part, and you got to do yeah. you got to do steps. Because well, not steps, but you got to do chunks. Like this part over here, this part over here, this part over here. Because you know, if you combined mm-hmm. converting the whole fleet to electric, plus you know, putting solar panels on all federal buildings, plus doing X, Y, Z, then all that cumulatively hopefully makes a big be, difference. Hopefully we'll be enough and hopefully we can turn this thing around. Right, because, you know, uh, I, I like to think that we can reverse, you know, maybe not reverse it, but at least slow it down at some point to, to let the planet heal uh, and get back somewhere. But I, I, I like the idea of having, a, especially a company like GM, making a statement like that, that they're going to go fully electric because it kind of forces the hand of other car companies to do something similar. Because when you right. have a major player like GM doing it now, now you're going to have to have Ford do something. You're going to have to have Nissan do something. You're going to have to have all these other players. Right, you set these, you set these trends on. and hopefully that other other people follow suit. And, you know, like I said, hopefully, hopefully it will be enough. Um, well, well, like Elon Musk, you know, you know, like Tesla, as much as I could take or leave Elon Musk between day to day based on what he talks about because he's kind of crazy but some things are crazy you know this is the thing geniuses that do good things for the world also have are crazy too because they're geniuses and um i always i often think that when you're really smart in one area you always lack something else in another place but the idea that he made tesla and you know tesla might not be for everybody everyone can't afford a tesla but they've again they've forced the hand to other car companies to have to do something similar yeah, and they've also proved like, hey, an electric car can be sexy too. It doesn't have to be like, you know, some hipster vehicle. Well, the technology is obviously is improving, and that's going to happen oh, yeah. with any any technology is that it's going to continue to improve. Um, 
so, 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 so yeah, like, like I said, I, my, my biggest concern is it, is it going to be enough? Are we on a, are we on a path that is irreversible? Um, because, you know, these steps are great. And I think, you know, these steps are something we need to take, but it also needs to be uh, worldwide. It's, you know, it's, it's nice to say like, we're like the, this country is doing this and these countries are doing this, but you know, if, if something like, if a country like China doesn't get on board with these things, I mean, yeah, speaking of China, we're, well, we're still doing one, one of the thing that one of the biggest customers of GM is China. So, right. but, you know, if you think about that, you're, you're changing the car base in China, which is a big deal. Right. And that, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Are, are just cars yeah. going to be enough or we need to work for you about our factories and our, you know, the way we produce things. Well, that's also, I think why they want to be, it's, it's a much aside from just being, being, uh, just being, you know, just making electric vehicles wasn't enough for them. They also want to be carbon neutral. So, right. You know, yeah. whatever that means for them to be carbon neutral, whether it's the solar power plants, this, that, the other thing. Um, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know all the science behind it. I'll admit it. I don't know everything, but. Yeah, yeah, that's why, you know, I don't, you know, I, you know, I'm trying not to be too doom and gloom about it either, but at the same time, it's, it's, we, it seems like we need to take steps faster than we need to be taking them. And, you know, I, that's my biggest concern. We, you know, well, I, I won't be around for any of this, you know, destruction of humanity, but at the same time, you know, it'd be nice if the, the world. Well, hopefully not anyways, you know, hopefully, it's, hopefully you won't be around. Hopefully it is, you know, a hundred years or so out. I hope, <laughs> I hope it's more, I hope it's a thousand years out, right. 2000 years. I mean, this is where the, the realist scientist, scientist in me always says like, you know, cause I watched the show is about the history of the earth and everything. And I know that what there's been six great extinction events in the history of the earth. So allegedly, unless it's, isn't, the, isn't the earth only 6,000 years old? 5,000, excuse me. No. <laughs> 5,000. You know, so, so if you believe, you know, if, if we've had historic extinction events before, there's nothing to say we won't have one again. Um, I just don't, I just hope that we're not the cause of it. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, if a meteor hits us, like, what are you going to do? But, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, we're, it seems like we're, we're space lasers. We're, yeah. Oh, the, the space. Did you hear about this one? You want to transition to, um, are we, we going to talk about space force? No, oh, God, <laughs> I keep forgetting this, the woman's name, the, 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 the green Mar Marjorie green. I think her name is the, the, where is she at? She's a congressperson. Big, the, one of the big Q, QAnon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they saw. Um, I think it was the New York Times went back and looked at all their social media posts from the past couple of years, and found some really crazy things. Like, um, the forest fires were caused by Jewish space lasers. That was that was one of the. Are you serious? Yeah. Like. Well, I, I heard that she also posted about like um, kidnapping and, and executing politicians. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, this whole QAnon, like, um, space lasers, that's Jew not just, no, not just space lasers, Jewish, Jewish space, space lasers. lasers. You got to throw that little anti-Semitic like jab in there too. Right? Wait, it, has to, it has to, <laughs> it, ha it ha you know, it can't just be you know, like nefarious. It has to be an, it has to be an anti-Semitic. I'm trying not to laugh because yeah. this person is in Congress and like, yeah, this person's got elected and this but, person is in Congress and I don't know if they're going to be able to remove her from Congress and it's scary. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the politicians don't want her there, but at the same time, what do you do when she's elected? Do you, well, she's a duly elected official right. and you can't just like 
remove someone because you don't like them. Right. I mean, they have to, unless she's committed some sort of crime. I mean, I would argue that there's probably just cause for removing her from, and saying, well, I'm sorry, people who elected her, you can't, you can't have this one. I'm like, I mean, if she openly called for that, well, right? if she openly called for the execution of public officials, that could be treasonous. Yes. So there, there is grounds there, but I think because she's an elected official, it had to be an impeachment trial. I don't know how you impeach. I don't know. Um, well, you could. Well, yeah. Well, you impeach. Um, Supreme Supreme Court justices have been impeached before. I think if you're an, an official, I think that's the easiest. I think it's the cleanest way to do it. <laughs> are, are you trying to research it now? Yeah, real quick. Expulsion from the United States Congress. There's a whole Wikipedia. The United States Congress, Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2, provides that each House of Congress may determine rules of its proceedings, punish its members for disorderly behavior, and with the concurrence of two-thirds, expel the members. So there you go. So, no, so, so if you have like two-thirds. That'll, that'll, that'll never happen. Getting two-thirds in this bipartisan world is basically impossible. I mean, we could talk about Trump's impeachment. Well, you see that there's already Republicans going back to his side. Like, right, because they've they've gotten such pushback from their from their constituents, right? And they believe, and this is it's a weird situation, right? Number one, people are just saying, well, you can't impeach him because he's not the president. And okay, Rand Paul. To, to that, I say he's already impeached. Like he got impeached while he was president. Now you have to hold the trial. That's totally different. Um, oh, he already robbed the bank. We can't arrest him now. Right. Like yeah. It's, it's like it's a ridiculous just clause, just because right? he, the crime is passed doesn't mean you don't accuse someone of the crime or taking the task. And well, then and then there's a, there's the question like what what was his role in in inciting the 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 the, the January sixth insurgents, um, you know was it, it, should he be held accountable for that? And I'm I think politically he's kind of already being held accountable. The people who hold him accountable are holding him accountable for this. I think it's gonna be um, interesting to see the what people the... that don't care are gonna not care anyway. So. Right. I think it's gonna be interesting to see what evidence the the Democrats bring to the trial because this is more aside for, from the video again and, and, and it was the same thing with the last impeachment trial this is more for the people than it is for the actual Congress right this is so I think so people can get the information out there so we can investigate this thing so we can so it gets out there in the public and all the information is is, is laid out for people because obviously it's impossible to actually convict the president at this point right you're not going to get 17 senators to vote for for vote to vote positive for impeachment um it's just not going to happen like i my my estimate was i think we can get maybe 55 total right so that's five five republican senators. oh so basically the same people that voted to move ahead with the impeachment yeah and, and, <clears throat> and not listen to Rand paul's craziness right uh so that you know that's that's my take on it um just because the the way the way voting works, right? And like, Trump right. is still a pretty popular in the in, with Republicans, and there are certain states that are just not going to elect the Democrat no matter what. So, well, kind of they kind of have to have the Trump's back, or they're going to get or they're going to get slammed when they're up for re-election. So I, I I the the other thing that I've heard recently is that Trump is going to create a third political party. Right. But even that, they would still have to. I don't think they could splinter um, in federal elections, like Senate or or President, right? Because they would just splinter the party, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They would end up losing races because. Of it, right? Well, that's so, what I mean. Like if they create an actual political party and people flock to it, 
do you and then splinter the Republican Party itself and, and it collapses because if people well, you would still what they would, do, right? they would still put up the same person in the Republican well let's call it the Patriot Party because I heard that name floated around right so. oh they uh, would run for both the Republican ticket and the yeah you would put the yeah in, in your in your Senate and your federal elections and that you know that's what a lot of um like in New York we have I you see I see we that have multiple we have multiple I don't know how voting works Connecticut does, you know Connecticut happens to where the person can be the Working Families Party and the Republican right. Party or whatever it is, you know, so they can actually, this was a really big deal in the last election in New York, because um, they made it a rule that you needed a certain percentage of the candidate to get votes in order to even be an established party. So a lot of the parties got wiped out that didn't that ran a that ran a third um, candidate, whether or not that's a good thing or not, that's that's debatable. Um, Personally, I, I, I would like, I would like to see more parties being able to, you know, express what about what about no parties be able to campaign um see it's that's one of those things that sounds great in theory but i don't know how that how that works because then how do you organize right i mean that's what the party the party does right It's it's an organization that that um that's able to set an agenda and then that way you know hopefully what that person represents just by what party they're under. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but it's I think a little bit, it's a little bit easier. And it, and but it goes to, to our back to our idea of categorizing things. We're trying to put things in neat boxes because that's how our brains work. And like, oh, you're a Democrat, so you but believe these things. You're Republican, so you bring it's those things. Forming people too, right? It's not just that. Because let's be honest, most people really don't pay that much attention to elections. Um, I'm so jaded in that because that's all I pay attention to, and I, I, <laughs> and I, I can't comprehend how people don't pay attention to the elections. Yeah, you know, but especially because like, of where I work, it's like we we teach we teach you know journalism and things. So it's like when I when I encounter people that don't pay attention to elections, I'm like, what do you mean you don't pay? You're not listening to like the podcast every day and the news and this and that. Well, even the debates, right? Like even like even debates, like the presidential debates, gets gets pretty decent audience but even that is like relatively not widely consumed um but look at like local debates are like nobody watches those things nobody watches them so when (laughs) right so when you have two two candidates and then it comes into like talk about debates like how many candidates would you have running like if you have 20 people on stage we saw what happened in the republican primaries when you had or even last round of democratic primaries when you had Mm -hmm. 20 people 20 people running um, it's really hard to get your voice heard, mm-hmm. um, and that's not that's not great either. So yeah, because then you have the people on the fringe that get like uh, the NPR Politics podcast did a really great thing. After every debate, they actually listed off how the the minutes each person spoke in order from greatest to least. Right, and you and, and yeah. it was always like Andrew Yang was like and clocking in a minute thirty seconds, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because then the you know whoever's holding the debate can kind of control that. So well, I also think so on debates real quick because i've said this before i just the structure of the debate it's jaded because if you're pulling high you get the center you get center stage like they put you on stage based on how well you're pulling right which then as a moderator if i'm sitting there who do i look at first i'm looking at the middle of the stage i'm not looking at the ends and i think that it's just the it's it's a natural bias because we 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 think okay middle is important look at trump trump was always pulling high and he was always in the dead center and he was front and center of everything. 
if you start randomizing where people are on the stage, then you have, then you, then you allow for the moderator to have less bias of where they're going. Cause then they're kind of like moving around their eyes have to move around to see who they want to talk to or they, or they're just gra naturally gravitate to the center. I don't know if it would really work, but it'd be interesting to see if we, instead of we prioritize based on, Oh, you pull the most. So you get dead center stage. Let's randomize where people are on the stage. You got six, eight people up there. Just pull numbers out of the hat and that's where you stand. Right. And we would also, we would also need more debates. Right. Um, I think that was, I mean, definitely this last president's election was I, there was what one one debate because they pulled out of uh, the second one. Two debates. They had a second. Did they have a second one? Honestly, honestly yeah. Feels like ancient history now. Right. Well, no, they had they had the first one. They I remember pulled they, out can, the second they canceled one. the they canceled the one. And then they had competing town halls. <laughs> That's right. The competing town halls, which were basically a joke. And I watched both um, of them. <laughs> back and forth and i remember no that. we we watched one you then we watched the other one, one. Yeah, remember, we, yeah, yeah we dvr we, the other but but it was, yeah, yeah most people don't have time for that right so right well that's the thing like if you don't have time even we you know we have kids we had to wait until we put the kids to bed to watch either one of them yeah. so we could focus on them but we, you know we wanted to be informed and and listen to it um and and you're right it's it's a disenfranchised i don't know if it's disenfranchisement or just people don't you know, it's people have gotten so distrustful of government, um, and, and they just think right. that government doesn't do anything for them, so they just don't bother tuning in because, like, well, my vote doesn't really matter, so it doesn't really matter if I watch the debate. So I don't. You care. Look, yeah, you see this on social media a lot, where it's like, you know, oh, both the Democrats and the Republicans—they're all corrupt crooks, blah blah blah. They're all—they don't care about you, and yeah, to a certain extent. That's right, but what's what's what is the solution there, right? How do we make government work for the people? Yeah, by by um, disengaging doesn't help you. <laughs> no, it doesn't help anything. anybody. Yeah, just saying, you, like, just wiping you just, your hands up and saying, "Well, this is, it's all bad." Like, it's all bad, and I cl there's clearly nothing I can do about it, so I'm just not going to do anything so I'm at just all. Not going to do it. right. That doesn't help anybody. So, or it's too hard for me to do something, so I'm not going to do anything at like, all. Because I hate I hate the the, the lesser two eagles ar argument, but at the same time, it's it's kind of the way things are working now. What's, what's the solution? Rank choice I'm, voting. I'm, I'm not sure. Rank choice voting would go a long way. I'm a big fan I think that, I voting. think that'd be huge. I'm gonna I think that would help up. the other parties be able to succeed a little bit more. I would like to see, like I said, I would like to see more parties being able to participate in debates. Um, right. Cause it, it, unless they pull high enough, they don't want to put them up there. And then, but again, that's like also Bernie, like, even like Bernie Sanders, who's, you know, as much as people want to call him a socialist, he's 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 a demsock, right? He's not a he's not a full on like let's abolish money and property socialist. He's never I don't think he's ever campaigned for that. Um, maybe privately he thinks that. Look, money's just a construct, okay? Money doesn't money's, exist. A, money's fake. We've we've learned that this week, that's for sure. Oh um, man, I, well, <laughs> I just re-listened to a uh, Planet Money podcast from two years ago. They just rebroadcast it, talking about how because like our our money, UK's money. Um, I forgot there was another country they put as an example. Basically, our money isn't backed by anything but our name. Like in America, the U.S. currency is just backed by the name of the U.S. government. It's not, there's no gold standard. There's nothing like that. And literally, we can just inject money into the economy at any time. Um, and it's really a balancing act. So, I mean, there's arguments know, for inflation. but yeah. So the inflation thing, it's, it's about, and, and this is where, the nuances, and this is where money, and we'll go to GameStop after this because it's good leeway into that. Um, 
you know, the government could just add a trillion dollars into the economy without increasing the debt because they could just make up a trillion dollars just by the power of the keyboard, type in a trillion dollars, give it to the banks, and it's there. Um, where you get inflation is, say, they want to, you know, um, say tell it to a manufacturer, well, we, we need more of whatever this man, we need more widgets from this manufacturer, and the manufacturer is already at max capacity. If then they they put money into the economy to buy more of those things, well, they can't actually make more of it. So now the price of those things go up. Right. That's what causes inflation. Now, if that factory was only at fifty percent capacity and they they spend money into the economy to just bring them up to ninety percent, you're not reaching capacity. So therefore, the prices of the things don't go up because they can still meet the demand, and you don't have inflation. So it's a balancing act of injecting enough money, and that's and and then the reverse side. People go, well, then why do we pay taxes? Because if you're putting money in, you need to take money out, and that's how you control inflation. Right. So, but the the, the U.S. dollar the U.S. dollar is it's a construct. <laughs> it, but it even is. even when it was backed by gold, like what is what is that even? It's gold. It's just a metal. Like well, that's the thing. We we, <laughs> we artificially put that, value into a thing. Right. That's that's a con. That's construct. Just, just as much as saying money's just imaginary. So but the reason why we got off the gold standard is because, you know, we didn't have we didn't, have we didn't have enough. Well, also no. But then we when they had a gold rush, all of a sudden the value of gold went down. And then the gold rush ended, then the value of gold goes up, then we have to find more gold, the value goes down. So the value fluctuated too much. And now, you know, your dollar doesn't mean the same thing week to week because it keeps fluctuating. So it became what initially was meant to be a stabilizer became became an right. unstabilizer. Because there's only so much gold you can find. And, you know. Right. And speaking of unstabilizing. Um, stocks. Stocks. Take that hedge funds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not an investor at all. And obviously I think for uh, legal reasons, we have to say this is not financial advice. <laughs> this is definitely um, not financial advice. You know, you're not giving any financial advice to anybody, but um, yeah. What happened this week? <laughs> well, I mean, the long and short of it is that people, what we, they call retail investors, basically anyone that's not a professional investor, said, hey, I have an idea. Let's buy a lot of one stock and that'll push the price up. Because, so again, stocks is- well, it was, it, it Stocks little, are made up too. It was too. a little more targeted than that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So first of all, st again, um, I remember my, my father tells me the story because my father in his second career was a uh, software trainer. So he'd go to different companies and teach them how to use their new software. And one of his job contracts was working for investment firms. And he goes, and he tries to say, can you explain stocks to me? Like, no, you really can't. They, 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 don't, they make no sense. It's, no, it's, they're not. And it's, it's, it's putting it's value a, on a, a thing. Yeah. It's not a rational, like it, people like to pretend it's like this, like, no, it's, it's very I, like um, rigid and rational and, and professional type. No, it's, it's basically, you're walking into a casino. I currently putting, put this much value then, on this. I put yeah. this much value on this percentage of this company at this moment. Yeah. And I, and then at some point that, that percentage might be worth more and then I might sell it and get money out of it. Cause someone else wants to buy it kind of thing. But basically yeah, this, this, this was a little, this was, a, you know, a targeted, yeah. um, they said, Hey, let's, investment. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this hedge funds were betting that GameStop would bust because you can, you can bet, um, you can short a stock. So if you short a stock, you're counting on that stock to bust 
and then you make lots of money. But if it doesn't bust and it goes up, you actually lose a lot of money. And then you owe the money. So you actually, yeah, that's the thing about shorting. Shorting is not something that a common person should ever do because you're, if you're shorting, you're hoping that company goes bust so you can make money. So the, this group on Reddit found- It should be legal to begin with, but that's only- Right. That's well, that's, this shouldn't even be a thing in the stock market, but that's-, that's Well, that, that's, the, that's the second part of the story here because I just heard a news update about that. Um, but- so, because the the this group on Reddit, who found out this this hedge fund was shorting GameStop, said, "You know what? F that. <laughs> Let's buy a lot of GameStop GameStop stock," and they did, and they drove the price from twenty dollars to two hundred dollars in a day. Yeah. And but then, Robinhood, the investing app, shut it down. Yeah. It wasn't just GameStop; it was AMC and something else. I forget what the third one was. But Nokia. this is this. Oh yeah, Nokia. Nokia's so the. This brings up the the idea of like, you know, Robinhood is supposed to be this um, app that allows for retail investors to easily access the stock market. But then, when well, all of a sudden it goes, money, when rich people not, lose money, they, they get can, really they upset shut it about down. it. Yeah, because the, the rich people are losing the money. That that that's not that's not supposed oh, to happen. Oh oh oh, rich person. I'm sorry. We're not supposed to go bankrupt. We're supposed to be making the monies off this. And, you know, but that's the thing, too, because, I mean, it's obviously artificially inflated by these people just putting ton like, like getting together and saying, well, we're going to dump money into this thing. So the stocks go up. Right. And and because there was the short sale of it, um, it just dropped even higher, I think. Right. Yeah. It went so, up over three hundred dollars, I think, at the max. Yeah. And, I, you know, and let's be honest, GameStop as a company and, and as, a, as, a, as a model isn't isn't viable. It's not going anywhere like. There's a reason that um, PlayStation Five has a has a unit that doesn't even have a disc drive on it, right? Same with the new Xbox. Right. right. The physical media is, is going away. Ba- that basically that has to do with the publishers being like, well, we can't make money off resales, so why? Well, why it's all, it's it's all, well, that's that's all, that's all well, it's also it, it costs a lot less money to ship out a game when you don't have to make a disc and put it on a truck. Right. And well, that too. And then, to but store. then you're not making any money on the resale on that either. So that's that's another that's a double whammy. And that was GameStop's whole like half of GameStop's business model was the the resale value of games because yeah. they were they were a resale store yeah we all went to we all went to GameStop and you know went through the used rack yeah, I, I used to you know I'm saying and sold sold your games you know these games that you bought for sixty dollars a pop and then sold know, for two, ten two, for two, ten two years cents. later you get yeah you get maybe like five bucks three bucks and then they sell them on the shelf for you know five thirty bucks, bucks. so their their profit margins on the resales are are huge but um, it costs money to have a retail store that's the reality of it and like you said Xbox PS five uh, Google Stadia, Steam. Google Stadia. I, I have joke. Stadia. Hey, <laughs> Do you really? I did. I, we'll I have, have to it. talk about that one these days. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I the controller is really nice. It does look cool, but all right, no, we're good on topic. Um, hey, what all I have to say is I didn't have to buy a system and I can play Assassin's Creed on my TV on my my Chromecast. It or works. My, or on my or on my browser on my computer. I it works. It, I, heard, I heard it worked awful. I oh, I think I. Did you have a good experience with Stadia? I've had pretty good experience. That's good. I, as long yeah, as you have I, good, I, as long as you have good internet, it's good. Yeah, I haven't heard good things about it at all. But anyway. Well, it also um, depends on what kind of level of gamer you are. That's true too. Okay. You know, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna spend six hundred dollars on a PS5. So. Anyway. But, but that is the future of gaming, right? Just the, the it is. Online streaming. It, it, it's so, gonna be downloading, GameStop, downloading GameStop the the game to your console and and having it there. Yeah. So GameStop as a model, like you said, I mean. They've they've shrunk stores. You've you've lost stores. Yeah, if they're already. around in, if they're around in ten years, I'll be very surprised. 
So invest in like in an investment idea, like yeah, that that's that's probably a good bet, right? That's that GameStop will be failing. But but like you said, it's it's artificially pump the money into it to, because they, they got together and were like, well, let's pump money into this thing. And they were basically they did just destabilize the the whole infrastructure of investing. Right. And it worked. And then of course well, what, when does you, that, what does that say? What does that say for the for the infrastructure of investing? Like that it could be brought down by a Reddit Reddit thread. Hey, it got um you know, a couple of years back, the whole the the stock exchange got shut down for a day because of a computer glitch. Because yeah. you have you have micro investing happening at fractions of a second, um, and they're basically you have little computer algorithms that are looking at trends in the market and buying and selling fractions of a stock, you know, or, or lots of stocks, but they're doing it every single millisecond. In fact, they have you know there's investment firms around that have put servers in buildings next to the stock exchange. And they have coils of fiber in their, in their office buildings because you know, if they want to be slower or faster, they make the, the cable longer or shorter, but they're trying to be as based close as how, possible. Based on how fast they want to. Right, because it, it, so it's like, we want to be as close as physically possible because that makes it that much faster to buy that stock at the price or sell that stock at the price. And these are, you know, we're talking about computers. And so then when uh, a couple of years ago, there was a computer algorithm that saw a trend happening and reacted to that trend, but it was a, it was a false trend. And they ended up causing like a mini panic in the stock. So they just shut down the market for the day. So, so they could fix the computer. And that's, that's, and that's, that's basically what, what, what these apps kind of did is by shutting down uh, the retail traders, um, not allowing them to. But that, to but that was a physical thing. Anymore. They said, yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. don't want, you know. But it's I basically think, the same idea, right? The same idea, except you have a computer algorithm that was doing an unconscious thing and it was making a mistake because the algorithm is only as good as the person that programmed it. And if they didn't program for all the variables and it saw a variable and went on it and was the wrong thing to do. It can cause a catastrophic, it can cause a crash versus this. They, they saw something happening again. It was causing rich people to lose money <laughs> and they stopped the poor people, uh, the common people from making money. Right. And um, you know, this is, I, I, I put this on, on Facebook and Twitter today and I, I basically said, you know, the casinos don't like when you count cards. Not illegal though. It's not. It's not illegal, right? They can't. They can't legally stop you from doing it. But if they catch you doing it, they're going to throw you out. Right. Um, if they think you're, if they think you're winning too much, and they don't like the way you're winning, even though you're not playing illegally, they're going to throw you out of the casino. And that's kind of the analogy that I'm using for this, right? It's like mm -hmm. these people got together and they figured out a way to to make money off the stock market, and the casinos who or the stock market who's usually making the money, like the, the hedge fund investors went, whoa, why are you guys making them? Oh, we, that's our money. We need to make that money. That's, that's, that's the money we make. You guys need to get out of here. Right. And that's kind of, that's the analogy that I used because I think it makes sense, but. It does make sense. Casinos don't like it when, when you win too much money. No, no. See, I was going to use a different casino analogy. Which, what's your casino analogy? Well, so I play craps. It's my game of choice. And so very simply, the simplest bet on the craps table is the pass or the don't pass line. The pass line, you put your money down. If you hit seven or 11, you win. Two, three or 12, you lose. Anything else is a number that you, you, you establish. And if you hit that number again, you win. The don't pass line is hoping that the person doesn't hit that number again. Right. So the don't pass line is a person that's like, 
is basically shorting a stock. You're hoping the person loses because you make a lot more money that way. That's, that's a good analogy. And, and I always hate the person that pays the don't pass line because I'm like, you're hoping I don't make the number. It's, 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 it's a, you're going against everybody else. Yeah, so, obviously, that's a little more chance to, uh, <laughs> to is, 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 than, but, than you know, the stock market. Hey. We, use the, we also use like the horse racing analogy, right? Like it's, it's kind of the same idea where. Um, How many analogies know, can we make? You can, you know, in horse racing, you can, you can know everything about the horse. You can know everything about the jockey. You can, you can make assumptions based on those things. But when it comes down to the race, you never know what's going to happen. Right. So, and that's another thing too that people can artificially in, uh, like inflate odds by by putting too much money on on one horse. So this is where the the good part about this happening is, so there's going to be a congressional hearing now, um, and they're going to look into first of all the practice of Robin Hood or whether or not it was right for them to be able to like can they legally shut down trading on certain stocks because something like that is happening because that's what they did. they didn't shut down. They're at for entirely. The no, they just they only shut it down for the three stocks, right. um, or slowed it down, I should say. And they restricted the purchasing power. They they restricted how much you could purchase of those stocks and who could do it. Well, I think this is a this is a fight that I think a, even liberals and conservatives can get together on because it's. Well, I thought um, there was a tweet that it was it was like AOC tweeted something and yeah, Ted so Cruz, yeah, and Ted so Cruz said this. Right. I'm sorry, then, I stole your thunder. No, no, but no, because my my the better part about that was was her response did you see her response to that? no i didn't no basically anybody else on the gop want to get to get together with this great this guy <laughs> you can go you can go f off <laughs> like you tried to, basically you tried to have me killed so yeah, i'm you, not where i'm not working with you anybody else let me know we can talk this guy get out of here which is great just screw ted cruz yeah you you he voted was, even after an insurrection you still voted to overthrow the election uh <laughs> He was part of the big lie, so you know what you 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 caused this. You were part of this, and we don't. I'm not. I'm not having anything to do with you, which I think is great, right? Um, yeah, he can agree with her all, all he wants, because yeah, this like I said, this is this is something that I think a lot of like liberals and conservatives can get together because conservatives like the free market, which mm-hmm. is obviously a front to the free market, and can and like especially like AOC Dem socks like that want you know, people to have the a fighting, like the common person to have a fighting chance just as much as the Wall Street billionaires. Do they really uh, like the free market or they just say that? Nobody actually likes the free market. That's, that's, that's the- They that's don't really the big, like it, no. That's the big rub. Like when the free market works against somebody, like who, like all of a sudden the free market needs to get regulated. Um, yeah. so that, that happens all the time. But, but yeah, so, you know, people like to say, because it's, it's a good, it's a good meme, right? Free mar- the free market, the, 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 the invisible hand of the free market, we'll let, we'll let it do its thing. There is no invisible hand. It's a very much, <laughs> there's very much a visible hand. If you look, if you look for it, right? It's like a, it's a cloaked hand. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a Klingon warship cloaked. A, yeah, a Romulan warbird, like cloaked. Oh man, we just got nerdy. <laughs> I think we always get a little bit nerdy on the podcast, but that's good. That's a good thing. Speaking, I've been watching a lot of Clone Wars, so I'm, I'm like way up on the nerd level right now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, I haven't watched much like The Mandalorian. Have you watched The Mandalorian? Yes. I want to get into it, and I just haven't. Like, oh, did I watch the first two episodes? And it's just like, so good. Yeah. And Have I, you I watched I, The Clone Wars? The cartoon? Yeah. I think I've seen bits of it, but not regularly. I heard it's really good though. It's really I so I, yeah, I should have watched it first. It turns out because there's a lot of. As I'm watching, I'm like learning more of the backstory of things that happened in the Mandalorian. Right. Because 
you know, he's so smart. The way the way he tied things in to the Mandalorian, like he pulled things from all Star Favreau Wars. Or... Yeah, Favreau. Favreau is the showrunner for it. So he, you know, the way he pulled in to that story, and and he's like he's so smart about the whole universe, and like we're gonna pull this detail in from here and that detail in from there, and like just bring it all together brilliantly. He's yeah. That's what you know. I think that. Hey, any other franchises out there? People really like. I think that's why people really like um, like the show too, is because they're able to take take canon from other sources and kind of meld it into the show. Because you know, it's it's kind of a it's definitely an offshoot from the main story, right? But it's there's a lot of connection to it, and I think that's, well, that's one of the big. And then and people love that, right? People people in every every franchise fandom, right? Like they they like these little callbacks and these little. Um, it makes you feel more like included as a, as, a, as a fan, I think. Anything that says Star Wars at this point that's being made, it's like, yeah, you have the, the main nine film story arc, but then everything else is just taking place in the world, you know? So it's Star Wars, the Star Wars that some of it has to do with the main story arc. Some of it is just completely ancillary or weaves in and out of the main story arc, you know? So it's just basically now they're like, oh, we have this whole universe. We're just going to make stories in this universe, which I'm fine with. Yeah, and now I feel like I've, I'm so far behind, and it's one of those things where like catching up seems like a task, and seems more like a chore than it, when it was in entertainment. I feel like the way about Game of Thrones, like I never got into Game of Thrones, uh, basically because I didn't have HBO for a long time, and now that it's like so, like everyone raved about it, and um, until the last season, that is, <laughs> right. But yeah, it was like one of those like you know cultural like zeitgeist things where it was like it was so huge and like. It almost now feels like to, like that was start, a, to start it feels like such yeah. a, like enormous task. <laughs> that, that well, that's like the Sopranos back like, in the day too. They, remember the Sopranos were huge, and I never watched the Sopranos. Yeah, it's, yeah, same thing. Same with the, I did, again, same did, same I, deal because I didn't, didn't have, have HBO. I didn't have HBO and I'm, and like and now the, I'm like, why am I gonna go back and watch it? Right, once you get five six seasons into a show, you're like, oh man, that seems like a chore, especially like a a show like that dense and like what hour long episodes. And, Game of Thrones was good though. I, I never watched the last season, but this is this is my uh, store, my message to anyone that wants to go create a TV show based off a book series. Wait until the series is finished being written. Don't start making it hoping that the last book will be written before you finish, because it just you you, you end up going downhill because you had brilliant really, <laughs> the the first you saw it with Game of Thrones. I know you haven't seen it, but the first couple seasons were really good because they fo- they basically followed the book word for word. And then once the book, they started varying from the book a little bit, and then the book ran out. So they had to write their own script. And now, and, and they even consulted with R.R. Martin to like make sure they're going on the right path. But you know, they didn't have the rich context. They didn't have the rich text of his books to pull from. And you just, you could see that in the writing of the show that they're just now like, kind of lost right more dragons and more fire and more of this and it's like you you lost like the the direction you lost the heart of the show you did so but i mean now i think was amazon is doing it i forget or who i forget who's doing it they're making um the wheel of time book series into a a show but that that all the books are written so so they have they have the material to work off of you know and then there's like and there's more books there's like i think 11 books i don't know there's a lot of books. So I don't know how we got from stocks to, to, to Mandalorian. I forget. Like how oh, we, we made a Star Trek reference about that's cloaking. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's I, all of a sudden, there was a the market. There were, there were Klingon Romulan ships and Klingon ships. And 
<laughs> we we went to we got nerdy at the end here because that's good like, it's good to nerd out at the end um Definitely. something a little less serious than like the, the actual world that's come, that's surrounding us i'm looking at my character sheet in front of me right here because <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that's where the world goes so stay stay warm out there people it's gonna be yeah a cold it is weekend, it's a cold weekend although we'll be on the mountain tomorrow so that'll be fun well just warm going skiing again yeah, well, it, w- once once you get moving, though, you get warm anyway, so. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been um, skiing. I'm, I'm very fortunate. My friend let me borrow his snowboard and boots, so I don't have to rent anything this weekend. Nice. Um, so that's that's very nice. And, uh, and it's not that I mind renting and paying the money for the rental. It's just that I think I stood in line for, I don't know, probably a half hour last week just to get the rental stuff. And again, I don't care. I'm I'm not a big, I don't mind waiting, whatever, but it's just like you're dressed up to be outside and then you have to be inside waiting. So then you start overheating and you get uncomfortable. And it's just, I don't like that. So now I get to just like uh, pop it on, walk up the mountain, mountain, go, and we're ready to go. Just got to buy it, get, get my ticket, which I already paid for. So see, because they're trying to limit how many people are on the mountain. So you have to buy tickets ahead of time. Which is really smart. Yeah, they well, they want to not be over capacity because on the on the mountain. Well, because I mean, I guess in in you know in the lodges you'd have to limit the amount of people, but yeah, they're not the really paying attention to that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that seems a little silly to me, but you know whatever. They they are definitely limiting how many people can be there, uh, so you have to buy your tickets ahead of time or else it's, they sell out. It's not like it's not like I've ever been on a ski slope where it's been like. Oh my God! Like, I've been like crowded, <laughs> like a bunch Although, of people around. This me. is this is kind of a smaller mountain, and I don't know. They, they've only had three or four trails open so far because they haven't had snow everywhere. So that could also be a problem too. Like they don't have enough slopes open to accommodate everyone. So like there's a there's a third lift that's not even running right now because that trails had no snow on it. They were tra- they were making snow last week, so by now there might be snow on that trail. So. We'll see what happens. Anyways, that's enough about what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any plans for this weekend anyway. So. Yeah. I, I don't have anything to talk about. Um, so investing in stocks? No, I don't know. Yeah, and, um, it's, not and, really, uh, it's not my thing. Hey, I just say if you're looking for something for retirement and not and you're not trying to make money, just do index funds. They're long-term safe investments. Yeah. Doing your 401k, your 403b, whatever it is. I thought we weren't allowed to give investment advice, but. Yeah, hey, you're right. I'm sorry. That's um, that's not investment advice. That's just, that's not, just, that, that's just good case. general advice. Just general, like, yeah. You know, we don't want to get. Think about your future. We don't want to get sued here. Invest in your retirement. If you if your job has a retirement option, take it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, don't always, always match. I know that. Uh, you know, definitely do the get enough to make sure they're doing the match, so you can get your money in there and uh, and let it sit and let it grow. And and save money, and and by the time you retire, maybe money won't be a thing. So you know, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Uh, we, didn't even, we didn't even talk about dream. all the executive orders that were signed this past I week. Can, I can I can dream. Um, I think there yeah. were so many. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to, right? It was basically there. Um, there are just a lot of. Con- I had to reverse all. The, I had to reverse all the all the stuff that that Trump did because yeah, that's mostly what it was. All, all Although. The one, the one thing I will mention that he signed yesterday is that um, he's going to open up the Obamacare marketplace for three months, so people that have lost jobs can sign up for health insurance. 
to the marketplace. Well, yeah, that's and also because you know under the previous administration it was only open for six weeks and it was not advertised. No, because we didn't want people. We wanted it to fail. Like that's, yeah. But so I'm a Medicare for all guy. So like. I also think, I, I think there should be universal health care. I don't disagree with that at all. But in the current system we have, I just don't understand why you can only sign up for health care in a small window every year. Like even under your med, your employer's insurance, like, okay, open enrollment is open today and it closes in two weeks. Yeah. I, I never, I never made you need to read through all these 80 pages of documents to figure out what you want if you want to change it. It's a money thing, right? It's, it's like, why it's can't? A, it's always a money thing. Why can't I just sign up whenever I want to sign up? As long as I commit to being signed up for, you know, the year or whatever. You know, I can sign up for car insurance anytime. Right. You know. Yeah, I, I never understood that either. But you know, makes no sense to me. I is it's, it's 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 one of those it's probably one of those money things where it's like. So I was getting anxiety. It's like if I miss the money. deadline, like all of a sudden now I'm like I gotta sign everything to make sure it's all approved so I can get it in and make sure we have health insurance for the year because why it would be so much easier if we just. Had you had health care, you go you know, to the doctor and you go, okay, thanks, doctor, and you don't have to worry about it afterwards. I'd be like, just too. like, just take the rest of the world. I mean, geez, I, I know we're running out of time, but this is this is one one of my biggest issues. Was like, you like, you can't go to a mechanic and the mechanic be like, oh, well, we did all this work that you needed for your car. It's it's two thousand dollars. Like, they need to disclose that at a mechanic. Doctors doesn't need to do that, right? You have no idea what your bill's going to be sometimes. Right. Oh, but now, by the way, we did all those. Hey, you want us to run that test? Yeah, please. And oh, that's a thousand dollars. What? Yeah, afterward, after the fact. <laughs> they tell you, they tell you yeah. this. It's not like it's not. You know, I've you know, there's been situations where like you you get blood work taken or something, and it's like, oh yeah, that wasn't covered. Well, I didn't know that. Or like, or they don't tell you you should oh, ask, you know, or if they if you do call up to find out, it's like a it's a it's a hassle. Basically, there's it there's no easy way to do it. Either you have well, to call that's your the insurance thing too, company. All the, and ask, all the insurance companies are different, and what, what, what some insurance companies cover, and where they that, cover it, and, or where you get the thing done right. makes a difference. Like if I get an MRI done at a hospital versus a local lab, is a drastically different cost. Yeah, um, well, because the hospital is actually more expensive to get the MRI done versus if you go to the the imaging lab down the, the street. And your insurance might not cover it at a certain place, like right? right. Like they might not cover. They might not take your insurance. So all of a sudden, you're like, you're screwed. But yeah, that's. Universal healthcare. That's that's my that's my pitch. Um, we'll get there one day. I, I hope. Prayer. Yeah. By the time we're old enough to qualify for Medicaid. Yes. <laughs> or Medicare. Right. Medicare. If you got gray hair, it's Medicare. Ah, that's a good way. I like that. If, that. Um, if you can't pay, it's Medicaid. I think. Oh, no, there's a there's a different rhyme for that. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Or is it? Well, um, that seems classist to me. So no, I don't like it. I no, like there's something. No, the there, one I'll take. Just, just there was. Just stop at that one. No, but stop. no, there's. I, I heard it. Someone did it. On a, <laughs> someone did it in a news story once. And I was like, that's really smart. Why can't I remember this now? Because they, <laughs> they, they came up with it to make sure they could remember it. Or if you need help to pay, it's Medicaid or something. Oh, I forgot what it is. I don't like that. It seems seems classist to me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, well, I like the I like the gray hair one. Speaking um, of classes, I got to start I teaching class next week. Hey, oh, look at that! Look at that gray in the beard, though. See, you qualify for Medicare. Yes, that's the way it should be. If you get one gray hair and you qualify for Medicare, <laughs> and Steve Martin that's, qualified that's, for Medicare at age twenty. Little, yeah, some people, you know, <laughs> just get it early. It's you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening again. Yeah, thanks uh, for coming. Enjoy the week. We'll be, Stay we'll warm. Be, we'll be back next week. Yeah, for you, those of you in the in the Northeast area, it's going to be pretty cold this weekend. So we'll, bundle up. We'll see what kind of executive orders get signed between now and then. 
Yeah, maybe we'll actually talk about President Biden next week. And then, uh, you know, after that, the impeachment starts, I think. The world after that. The country's most boring president. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I love especially, boring presidents. Especially after Trump, right? It's just like, oh, this is boring. Like, oh, the news. Like, this must be uh, how Luxembourg feels all the time. <laughs> Your press secretaries and yelling, yelling at people and like telling lies every day. This is boring. Well, well. Can't you do some excitement? Here's to another boring week, everybody. All right. Take Stay care. Class. Bye. <laughs>